Hey guys, welcome back to the UNI podcast. It is Ozzy here. I know Kara usually does the intro, but I am here and I hope you guys don't mind. Today we have Demi B. Demi graduated from Purdue University with a degree in engineering and is now navigating the consulting world. But she is also making an amazing impact in social media and blogging. Her feed is top tier, guys. She describes herself as an engineer by degree and a creative by nature. Here is our conversation with Demi. It was so good. I hope you guys enjoyed. Bye. You are listening to the You and I podcast, a lifestyle podcast aiming to create a passionate and thriving community who aspire and inspire in all aspects of life. Here are your hosts, Ozzy and Carol. We're excited to have Demi on our episode today. Welcome to the You and I podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. I'm so honored to, to join. We have a couple questions for you, but first, how are you? I'm good. I am back home in my parents' place in Fort Wayne, Indiana, quarantining here. I've been here for like two months, so it's interesting. It's a def- like definitely a different dynamic. Um, I haven't been home this long since like maybe high school, so and having Nigerian parents, it's just a different dynamic being back home. I feel but it's that. good. Good family time for sure. Um, before we get started, we wanted to break the ice a little bit. We usually start with the, you know a bit of an easier question before okay. we dive into all the you know heavy stuff. So, describe your perfect day. My perfect day. Um, I would be on on the beach, like looking out at water with a nice little picnic, listening to probably like Ty Dolla Sign or. Eric Bellinger, something vibey, um, probably flipping through a magazine, um, yeah, and journaling. I, journaling is my new thing, so like, just listening to music and journaling, and yeah, that'd be my ideal. I feel like people guy. don't give Eric Bellinger like enough oh, of his like, props. Do you love Eric Bellinger? I love his music. Okay. Is so like he it's a so different. Under, he's so underrated. Yeah. Wow, this just made my day. He's a different type of R&B. It's like vibey, but also at the same time, I don't know how to explain it. He's just good. <laughs> you guys should go listen to him. He's so good. Right? <laughs> Everyone needs to listen to Eric Bollinger. Please and thank you. If that's all you, you take do. away from Please. this, Eric well, Bollinger. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> I'll put that on my um, to-do list. Yes, <laughs> please do. Please do. <laughs> but diving in, could you share with us your background and the story that has led you to where you are now? such a deep question um (laughs) my background where to start um so i i'm 24 wow this is my golden year i was born on the 24th of january um so i'm 24 this year i graduated from purdue in 2018 with a degree in industrial engineering and right after i graduated i started working in corporate America as a management consultant. So I've been in Chicago for coming up on two years now, which is crazy to me. I'm trying to balance my love for fashion and like styling and just curating content with being in corporate America, which has been interesting to say the least. It's been been interesting. 
We know that you majored in engineering in college. Okay. You just said that. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to know, like, why did you decide to pursue that field? So I'm going to be 100% honest with you guys. My parents. Your parents? <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Could, yeah. <laughs> yeah so engineering, my, doctor, um, lawyer. Hello. Those are, like, it. One of them. It's got to be one of them. But um, so I, growing up, I had always wanted to be a teacher. Um, and then I love interior design. And so I was like, okay, I want to be an interior designer. And they said no. And I was like, okay, that's fine. I'll be an architect. And then like an architectural like designer and like match that with interior design. They said no. I said, okay. Then I had gotten into the University of Miami down in Florida for architectural engineering. And um, they were like, that's too far. Like, and architecture right now isn't the best field to go into. And I was like, fine. So, like, what can I do, please? <laughs> like, let me, know, <laughs> let me know what I can do. And they said engineering, because um, I've always been really good at math, but I've had a creative side. And they were like, maybe you should look into some type of engineering. And so I did. And industrial engineering is, like, the perfect engineering for me because it combines engineering with business so it's not super super math heavy it's more practical so it's more like optimization of processes and all that fun stuff so it gave me a way to be able to yeah use my my math side but also pair it with my more creative side to solve problems which I thought was really cool so in the moment I was upset because they said I had to do engineering but now looking back I'm really happy that I did industrial engineering especially because it it just allowed me to to process problems in a different way and, and solve problems differently. Okay, that's good. I guess on a reflective note, um, how was your undergraduate experience, you know, especially since you had a plan um, and then like things kind of changed? Yeah, so my undergrad experience was really different. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it built a lot of character and is a lot of the reason why I'm continuing to um, do corporate and, and quote blogging, influencing, whatever. I don't really like those words, but whatever you want to call it, um, creating content. But I think that doing engineering, I started my blog when I was in, in college. So engineering was super, super stressful. And I, people that are in STEM majors, especially understand the struggle of just the, the workload of being a STEM major um, and so I needed some type of release some type of stress release something to get me more creative because engineers are very focused and a lot of times they're very very smart but not necessarily as creative and so I needed something to let those creative juices flow and so I had a couple of friends on campus that were influencers and like taking pictures so we started taking pictures together and then Fort, or not Fort Wayne, but um, West Lafayette, Indiana, which is where Purdue is, there is absolutely nothing there. So we had to start figuring out how to make West Lafayette look cool. So that's where the, the location scouting of pictures started to try to find beauty in something that to the plain eye isn't necessarily, but making it look cool. So that was part of the, that was a little bit of the start and that kind of, jump-started my, my interest in blogging and, 
and content creating and all that stuff. So I'm super appreciative that engineering almost drove me crazy because it was just so, <laughs> if I didn't have that creative outlet, then I just wouldn't have been happy at all. Shout out yeah. to the STEM majors out there, Shout out you to guys. The STEM majors, the Fox <laughs> STEM majors. Um, you said that you mentioned that you do management consulting. What yes. is that like? What is that like? It's super hard to explain. Um, oh, what does that encompass, so, I guess? Yeah. So I, with industrial engineering, there are, diff- there are two different routes, really, that you can go. A lot of people either go, like, into consulting or into industry. Um, and I didn't really know like what route I wanted to go into just because I knew that I didn't want to give up that creative side like I wanted to find something that kind of encompassed everything and so the firm that I work for they do consulting in a lot of different industries and so the way that consulting I guess works is we solve problems for big companies whether that's and just for example say we were just talking about the hair products at Miel so let's just assume Miel is one of our clients and they are either trying to increase their sales or they have like a supply chain issue. And so the supply chain issue is impacting their sales. So my company would come in and try to figure out what ways we can improve their supply chain or whether it's their their website design, whatever it is that we need to do to help increase or improve that supply chain, we would have a team that comes in to do that. And we do that for all different types of companies, different industries. So it could be like the healthcare industry, the retail industry, the airline industry, like a whole bunch of different industries. And so I don't stay on the same project for my entire career. I like jump from client to client, which is cool because I'm not at the same job forever. Mm. So like since I've been at the company, I've been on three different clients which is cool because I don't like staying in the same spot. I like to like change it up. <laughs> yeah. And so just that ability to do that has been really, really cool. And it just tests my brain a little bit, which is, which is awesome. Going from that, uh, when you were in college, when you were in your undergrad, did you always know, I know you said there was two fields. So did you go into it knowing that you wanted to do more self consulting and like the private sector work or? Yeah. So it's actually really funny. I had an, in- an internship every summer that I was in college and my first internship I absolutely hated and it was in the (laughs) industry and it was at a manufacturing plant and I me that wasn't for me and I knew that and so me having that internship helped me know that's exactly what I didn't want to do internships are amazing they're awesome and 11 out of 10 would recommend because it just helps you understand what it is that you do and don't like um and you learn you just learn so much my third internship was um, in Atlanta and it was my absolute favorite because it was more on like the customer experience side and I love talking I could talk to a wall like I love talking (laughs) and so just being able to like have the interaction with customers and improve their experience was something that I knew that I wanted to do and so for that reason consulting is something that was more appealing to me because I knew that and with the different clients or whatever that I had, I could help improve customer experience, whether it's supply chain improvement or whatever it is, like I can help improve that and not stay at the same client for the entire time, which is something that I was really interested in. So it wasn't something I knew until I had tried other things. 
What do you not like about consulting? I think that one of the one of the hardest things about consulting is that work-life balance because with consulting, we're working for another company. We're at their mercy. Since I've been home, I would wake up at like 8 and be working until 8. <laughs> like I would work super, super long days because there's just so much going on. I'm working with a team that's in India. Like there's just so much happening. And so <laughs> that is probably the hardest thing. It's not just a nine to five because a lot of times I work longer than that. And so being able to create content gets hard because I'm working and then I'm staring at a screen. And then by the time I'm done with work, it's just a little bit draining to then like go on Instagram, create and all that stuff. So that's probably the hardest part about consulting. Talk to us more about like your day to day. What does your day to day as a consultant look like? Um, and then how has it changed in the season that we're in of COVID-19 or has it really not changed? So I was actually working from home on Fridays, which pre-corona was cool because I it was just nice to, to be in my own space. And I would usually... If I wasn't working from home, I would work from a coffee shop because I love coffee shops. I have my headphones in and just the vibes, the ambiances, everything. So before Corona, I was every day I would just I would take the train to the office and then be there. And it was easier to leave at a certain time because the client was leaving at a certain time. So then we could leave. But now that everyone is at home we're working longer. <laughs> so there's no there's no morning commute to like break it up. The beginning of COVID-19, I'm going to be completely honest, my routine was so off and like my productivity was so non-existent that like it would even make my day longer. So I had done a poll or question. I'd asked a question on my stories just asking people to like give their tips and there were like five tips that I combined and shared and started using. Um, so like waking up and making sure that, um, I get ready and I'm not, when I get ready, I'm in real clothes, like not just pajamas yeah. again, mm-hmm. um, or like listening to lo-fi music or like taking breaks. I and love lo-fi music. Oh my goodness. I, I didn't know about it until like a couple of weeks ago and it's changed the game. It's changed the game. It's changed, it's changed game. my life. <laughs> <laughs> no really but because like during my study my study times um i usually like to play like music like kind of like you know r&b but it has words and apparently scientifically it's not good for you i'm over there so, i think i think playing like vibey eric bellinger music is gonna help me meanwhile but I it's really not let's be honest with ourselves <laughs> i just start singing the songs it so lofi or i don't know how to pronounce it if it's lofi lo-fi but it's amazing care. Oh, amazing. I love it so much. Right? But just things like small things like that that help productivity have been super, super helpful. But, yeah. Yeah. Good answer. Two things. So, so <laughs> it's made you work more from, from what I'm getting. It hasn't made me work more. It's helped me work more effectively. Okay. Okay. And like, and now that, that I'm able to be more effective with my work, it's shortened the amount of time that I work a little bit, which has been good, but I still have a lot of, a lot of work that I'm doing. How is your work-life balance and what do you do to unwind and practice self-care? It's just, it's really hard, um, especially, like I said, in consulting, just because not every day is the same and I could have a plan to 
finish work at 5.30 this day so I can shoot content for a couple of campaigns and I get an email at 5.25 and need to hop on a call at 6 and I'm on that call till 8. Like it just depends and so the fact that I don't really have control <laughs> over when I can create content during the week is hard. Very, very difficult. But then it challenges me again. That's where the productivity comes into play because it challenges me to make sure like if I'm working, then I'm super productive. And during my lunch break sometimes, and, and this is stuff that like people don't really see on the other side of like Instagram. It's like I'm working during the day and sometimes during my lunch break, I'm responding to emails for Instagram. But then on the weekends, if the weather is nice, because I'm super big on the weather, which is hard when you live in Chicago. Um, but if the weather's nice and like everything's good, then I'll probably shoot content. But as far as self-care and like mental health, I just recently started going to therapy, which I think has been awesome. Not, and I think there's this huge like stigma around therapy that like something has to be wrong in order for you to go. Like you have to have gone through something super traumatic. But I think it's really important for people to be in touch with like their feelings and allow themselves to feel because I didn't really do that. I just rolled with the punches and then like it was like a snowball of like different emotions and stuff and you don't really realize it until like you have that like breaking point. And so I think therapy and like I'm starting to journal a lot more. And so just doing those things to allow yourself to like feel which so, I feel like it sounds super like corny or cliche, but no, it's like it's so it so 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 important. Yeah super important because yeah face masks and massages are nice but those are only 30 minutes an hour of mm. you being still which is really good but you also need to like do that deep digging and, and just if you had a good day a bad day like if you want to cry if you're like super happy just writing it down because there are things that you completely forgot happened until you open up your journal and you're like, wow, I've grown so much. Or wow, like I was really tripping. Like it was, <laughs> it was not that big of a deal. Like just little things like that. Yeah, I'm going to try and journal a bit more. I used to do it like before when I was like super productive. You know when you have like waves of yeah, like yeah, cousin waves. when you're in like a routine <laughs> and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I haven't been doing it as much as I would like to. Um, yeah. But I should check that out. Yeah. and listen to create a playlist that just puts you in the right mood because I my therapist was getting mad at me for saying this but I would only journal when I was on a beach listening to you remember when you said what's my perfect yeah, mm -hmm. yeah I would literally only journal when I was at a beach and obviously like right now we can't go so I started to create that atmosphere minus the beach I would like either go outside and listen to my music or just do little things that brought me back to that place I know you were talking about like industrial engineering and you know consulting work and I have a couple of friends in consulting um, and it's always super interesting to hear like like what they want to do in like in the future like continue on like some people don't want to stay in consulting some do and like write it out so I was just wondering what what's your what's your plan if you do have a plan or not really a plan but like where do you see yourself yeah, so that's a really good question. I just don't know the answer fully. I'm not really one to plan super long term just because I, I don't know, I feel like my life isn't in my hands. And so I'm just going to, at least right now, um, 
use consulting and, and soak up all the information and, and all the skills that I can while I'm in consulting. But I don't necessarily think this is where I'm going to be long term. And obviously that can change. But I think that right now, the plan is to not stay in consulting for this long. But I don't know exactly what I want to do. <laughs> like <laughs> That's I could, okay, though. I, I don't think anybody really does. Yeah, I think I'm still trying to figure that out. And I have a lot of things that I love to do. So like I love interior design or like set design or just like random random things but I don't know what it is that that I want to do long term but I do know uh that the skills that I've learned from my degree as far as like process improvement improving customer experience and just being creative all those things are are important skills to have no matter what it is that I do go into and whatever I end up doing I just I just want to love it want to enjoy it and be happy doing it that's really interesting I remember when I first heard about consulting was when these two guys from Accenture came to American Marketing Association kind of talked a lot about it and they said that one year in consulting is kind of like three years in just like a regular industry job do you agree with that or how but I think it takes a certain type of person to want to stay in consulting. I think that um, it's it's not for everyone. And in those three years, two to three years that they say people usually stay, you learn so much because you're just jumping around from different clients. Um, so you you're, the learning curve is just like, you just learn so much more in a, a short amount of time. But yeah, people don't usually stay in consulting for that long. And the people that do, they, really 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 love consulting (laughs) and I just don't know if that that's me um okay so moving a little bit away from you know consulting and kind of going further into you know social media and your blog how does social media yes the gram um how does (laughs) how does social media fit in is it a hobby to you or is it something more I know we talked a little bit of it being like your creative outlet yeah, so Instagram and my blog, which my blog has kind of um, taken a little bit of a backseat and I'm working on getting that revamped and, and starting to share more on that. But it was created purely for a, as a creative outlet because I just, I just needed it. And then when I saw that people started enjoying the content that I was putting out, I started like sharing more often. Um, but it hasn't stopped being a creative outlet and... It's harder now just because um, influencing, and that's why I said earlier, I hate the word influencer, like blogger, because it just, it just irks me. But it's become so, like, people do it for the clout. Like, people just do it to say they do it and to get free stuff. And there's nothing that bothers me more than that because, for me, it's it's just so much more than taking a picture of an outfit. And I love taking like filler pictures, which are pictures of just like random things that I find beauty in and just sharing all those different aspects. Um, it's just so much fun. And then planning my feed is like Tetris to me. Like it's so much fun because I just, it's, it's a grid that like everything like just fits. And so just, all the different like aspects of the creative journey of like this thing called Instagram is so much fun to me. Um, I personally don't know if I'll ever like go full-time Instagram. 
just because I like the challenge of of having like a nine to five in air quotes because it's not really nine to five but it's, it's like a yeah. nine to nine <laughs> but <laughs> but like having those two different um things that like work my brain in different ways I even though it's challenging at times I do really really like it um but I yeah it's definitely a hobby um being able to work with amazing brands has been a blessing and I don't take that for granted at all and the fact that I get support from people all over the world has been incredible um but it's definitely it's definitely not just for for the free things I think a lot of people now just I don't know their intentions are not to sound like I'm from the bachelor but (laughs) they don't have the right intentions um which is, is kind of frustrating sometimes. And when you talked about filler pictures just now, it just touched my heart because Elizabeth and I, I love fillers. We just They're started. Like, <laughs> they are so great. And it like, just everyone's eye is so different. Yeah. And so when I start saying like, people take the same filler pictures, I'm just like, you guys, it's not just about like, making sure your feed looks good. Like there's just beauty in the most random things. And, um, just capturing that is so much fun so fillers are if i could just post fillers for the rest of my life <laughs> and i would do just that <laughs> it's my favorite that's funny because ozzy and i we just started playing with our grids and hearing you talk a lot about it just like warms my heart a bit because it's I don't know. an art and people don't <laughs> realize it it is such an art it really is <laughs> really there's an art to the grid like the like just moving one picture from one place to another it can like completely really, yeah numbers yeah um you say that you're an engineer by degree and creative by nature do yeah. you feel do you ever feel like you're pulled more to one side than the other and how do you give time to both that's a that's such a good question i it's funny because i put that in my instagram bio uh maybe maybe just about a month ago my I don't even remember what nonsense I had in my bio before (laughs) 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 but um just this quarantine has really gotten me back to the root of why I started Instagram because it's really it's super super easy to get lost and I know I was talking earlier just about the reason why and and the fact that I started Instagram as a creative outlet and making sure that I don't get distracted by like other things as to what, like why I'm doing Instagram. So engineer by degree, I went to school for industrial engineering from Purdue, which is a great school. Shout out to all my Boilermakers, Boiler Up. <laughs> <laughs> but engineering by degree, by force, by by Nigerian. Oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <why> <laughs> um, but I, like I said, I do have that, like those math skills and that, that STEM brain, but I'm a creative by nature. I love creating. I love the two eyes that God's given me to just see things in a different way. And I think something that makes me different and unique is just being able to bring those two together and in the way that's like best for me. And so my creative side comes out in the content creation, the like the pictures that I take, the events that I put together just the way that I see things see life do life and so I think the sometimes one side pulls me more but then that makes me appreciate the other side a little bit more I don't think I ever lose one and and keep the other I think I have them both but they definitely get pulled 
different amounts, I guess, at different times, but that's that's life and um, it makes it stronger. Uh, we always like to ask this question, um, but what is your why? Right, why? Yeah. <laughs> why? <laughs> we always love why? to ask this question, like, what is your why? What is your purpose? Have you found it? Do you want to find it? You know what's crazy? I think people's purpose changes over time so no one just has one purpose for their entire life I think it changes over time and as you grow my my blog that I I kick myself all the time because I just have kind of let it go to the fall back a little bit but my blog name is the efflorescence and I chose that name for two reasons reason number one it's just such a pretty word <laughs> it just when he said that, I was like, like mm, sounds yeah so nice. it's just, it's like a it, it's a word that like looks like it should smell good. I don't know. And then the second reason is actually the meaning, which is like the blossoming, like the growth. And so the whole purpose behind my blog and Instagram was to whoever's following me, watching, reading, like watches the process of me growing through from engineering to corporate to whatever is next, just watching and seeing the beauty and, and growth and like going through life. And so... I just, I don't think there's one purpose and I really don't know what my purpose in life is. I think that um, through the platforms and, and like the brand that I've created, I hope that I can inspire women, anybody really um, to be their authentic self. And the, <laughs> my parents looked at me crazy when I started doing shoots and and, and doing more of my Instagram and blogging, but that was just a part of, of me. And and now they've come around and they see more of like what the purpose of it is. But there's beauty in in the in the process and just that like knowing that we're growing. I love this question so much because we get to hear like different people's like thoughts and views on like this question and seeing like what yeah. they think. It's kind of like, you know, their why. Yeah, it's a hard question. And yeah, it's a really hard question. Mm. Okay, so on a lighter note, I guess. We've really been been talking a lot. Well, I've been talking a lot about your style. I really like it. At some point, I like I asked it was like, does she have a stylist? Like, what is going on here? (laughs) But I guess like, how would you describe your style? And how did you eventually end up finding your style? Yeah, so another good question. I think, and this ties back, not to be corny, but this ties back into like the efflorescence or just like the growth. Oh, y'all, if you saw my Instagram from like five years ago or even three at that, just seeing the evolution of my personal style and everyone's style just evolves as you get older. Um, what you like changes. And I think that's something I love about style and, and fashion is that like you can you can wear whatever you want to wear, like whatever your mood, whatever you're feeling, as long as you own it and you feel confident in it. But my current style, I don't really like to put myself in a style box much just because I like to like dabble in different things, but I definitely don't like color. (laughs) 
I'm same more i can relate i can relate i feel like my yeah. whole instagram carol t- Car- i feel like carol's coming at me with this <laughs> like i'm literally wearing all black in every single and it's a different there's outfit nothing wrong with right. that i usually i love black i usually wear all black too and then somebody came at me as like i will pay i will buy your clothing you just have to buy not black and i was like I guess I'll try. Right. Black is just amazing. Neutrals That's are amazing. That's when you take the card and run. You just yeah. you go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but I, um, yeah, I think my style is more minimal. I think less is more. I don't really like too much color, but I'm trying to like dabble a little bit in color, but I think it'll end up being more muted tones, not anything yeah. super loud. But um, I definitely think less is more my um, absolute favorite season to style in though is fall just because I like first of all I like colder weather I don't really like summer and spring but um I think there's the style there is like the absolute best in the layering and the the different textures do you have a tip for layering a tip for layering it depends on where you are because like California layering is so different than Chicago layering. Yeah, we went to school up in like Massachusetts, like Western Mass. Oh yeah. So, so yeah, you know. we know cold. We you we know. know cold. Yeah. Yep. But again, my like tip for layering is just, especially for in the cold. <laughs> so I think that like keeping the same like color palette, really. So like again, we were saying that we really like black. So making sure that like one, your blacks can match is. is closely as possible because there's nothing that like irks me more than like then different a blue shades of black, black. Oh. and like a black black it's the absolute worst um but just making sure i think if you're gonna layer making sure that they have like similar tones in them to make everything kind of look together and then layering in places like people can't see so like if you're wearing like joggers put like <laughs> leggings like thick leggings underneath the joggers so you can bear the cold and still look cute people think you're cute in your leather joggers little do they know you have two layers of (laughs) so just little stuff like that but pinterest is my best friend for getting inspo um and then what is your me and carol we talked about this a little bit but we really want to take you know put more effort into our instagram so what's your advice um you know on kind of doing that and like you know growing i guess in two parts my advice for curating your instagram feed and aesthetic don't try too hard like i think people right now especially are trying way too hard and they're not being like themselves and all everyone's instagrams are starting to look the same because they want to grow and i think the best the beauty of instagram and just the internet is everyone has their own little corner of it to make it whatever they want and so do just that. Make it you. Don't make it someone else because they're growing really, really fast. So that's the like authenticity aspect of it. Just post what you want. And if you get 10 likes, so what? Like filler pictures, like we were saying, we love filler pictures, but they don't get that much engagement. So people hate posting them. I don't care anymore. Like I used to care so much. and be like, well, yeah. like it's not going to get that much engagement. But it's like at the end of the day why are you creating content are you creating it for the world or are you creating it for yourself and if you're creating it from the world then then you probably shouldn't be creating it because you're never going to satisfy everyone no one you can't make everyone happy so as long as you're putting out content that makes you happy that is all that matters Mm, so thank you so that's the authenticity part of it and then as far as just like the actual 
tips on how to make your Instagram aesthetic, um, what I found is using, and I use Visco um, to edit, and I just put this on my Instagram the other day, but one is to make sure that you, you clean your phone camera because some people just don't realize that that's imp as important as it is. So cleaning your phone camera is one. Two, making sure you have like good lighting. And three, just for the overall feed, I have like three filters maybe that I use. So mm -hmm. they're very warm. And so depending on the composition of the image, I'll pick whichever filter, but just making sure that your feed is composed of images with those filters only because that overlay will make everything look similar even if they're not like the exact same picture so that is definitely something that i would advise how do you manage it all how do you manage you know work with social um you know with your social media family friends and then you also travel as well as we saw so how are you able to do that i think that i just know what makes me happy and there's a time for everything Obviously, like right now, we can't travel, so I, I can't do that right now. But now I think there's just a, a time and a season for everything and getting just down to the root of what it is that I love and what makes me happy. So like family and, and spending time with my sisters and my parents makes me genuinely happy and it gets me back down to like the root of who I am. Traveling allows me to see different cultures and um, explore different places that I, I wouldn't be able to to do um creating gives me that outlet to to share things that make me happy share experiences so it's just like all these different aspects are things that just make me happy and so even though sometimes work is really frustrating and I can't create content as much or my sisters are annoying me and <laughs> like that's frustrating but that's just life and figuring out that balance of things that make you happy my my therapist the other week had asked me a question and I don't know if we're like wrapping up but I think one of the last things that I would love to like leave you guys with leave the people that are um listening with is finding your peace like your peace box almost and and seeing what it is that, that makes you happy like if you if you were in a room and you could only bring things into that room that make you happy, your happiest, what would you take in there? So for me, it is, I would bring my my Spotify playlist that's called Vibes. I like that, I like that. <laughs> and I, have I, a, I have a playlist called Vibes too. Right, I, literally everyone has a playlist <laughs> called Vibes. I need to think of like a better name. <laughs> but I would bring in some music that makes me feel good. I would bring in my journal. I'd bring in a few magazines. I'd bring in a camera my family they'd be in the, like if the room had a door that could be opened or closed <laughs> <laughs> my family would come in and out um but just what would you put in there and if you have that list of things are you like nourishing those things that make you your happiest and if you're not why aren't you what can you do to to nourish those those things a little bit more especially now that we're all in quarantine and obviously things are starting to open up but I would just challenge you to find those things that make you your happiest and and ignore what people are saying yeah, about like that. whether or not um, you should do it. Because as much as I love my parents, they were not okay with me spending time away from focusing on, on school and blogging. Like all my focus should have been on school to them. But I still did it 
and because that's, that just made me happy. So just finding those things that make you your happiest and, and doing, doing more of that. Yeah, I can totally relate. I'm actually from Nigeria, which is <laughs> where I'm always super interested in. I know, I peeped the name. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> super cool to hear, you know, different or other um, Nigerians' experiences when they get to go, you know, back home. Um, yeah. So if you could give us a little quick recap, how was your experience going back? You know, what were you feeling? So I can't speak Yoruba, but I can understand it. Same for me, for Igbo. Uh, yeah, so it was really interesting hearing, like, real Yoruba. Mm. <laughs> and I don't know, it's just... I. I'm sure if someone was recording me the entire time, my jaw was just to the ground because it was just such a beautiful, like, just a beautiful experience. And the suya there was amazing. Like, I've never had suya so good in my life. <laughs> it was just, I don't know. I just felt, like, so at home. And I have so much family there and family friends there that Nigeria is just, I don't know, it's just such a beautiful, beautiful place. And I think everyone, Nigerian or not, should definitely, definitely visit. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely the vibes. <laughs> it's a vibe. And I need to go to Nigeria in, during like, Christmas? Christmas. Oh, you have because, to go. Because you... I've heard I've heard different things and I just yeah, need to experience. You have to go. But I don't know if that's gonna be a thing this this December. Dutty December. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> Dutty December. I'm from I'm from Nigeria. Like I was actually mine is kinda like the opposite to yours, like exactly switched. I was I was born here a little bit and then I went to Nigeria um, where I was like raised and then I came back oh. here. Um, so like, it's always so fun to go to Nigeria, especially Detsi December. Oh my gosh. Girl. It's actually chaotic. Go. <laughs> <laughs> it is. If I had one word, it's probably problematic. And that is no problematic, but it's also the vibes. <laughs> like it's just vibes. Like you're just living off of life. Yeah. Oh, I need to go. Need to go. Yes, please do. Um, <laughs> so we always love to ask this question, just kind of like kind of share recommendations. So, are you feeling any like movies, Netflix shows? Like, what are you? Are you doing anything fun? Yeah. So, like, my absolute favorite TV show, and it, I don't know. I just, I'm really bad at like staying cons- consistent with TV shows, but I have three that I are my ride or die shows. Yeah. One is Keeping Up with the Kardashians. Mm. Judge me if you want, but I love them. <laughs> <laughs> Who is This Is Us, which is just the most beautifully written show I think I've ever seen in my life. And if you haven't watched it, I would highly recommend. It's like a very emotional show, but it shows a dynamic. I I don't know. It just shows it's a show about family. um, And it's just I don't know. It's so beautifully written and I don't want to spoil anything, but it's a great show. Um, and then what is the other one? Oh, Love Island. <gasps> Love Island. Just you watch Love Island? Do oh, I wow. watch Love Island? Oh wow, girl. Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> that show. I've improved my British accent because solely because of that show. Love Island is so. I'm obs- <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it is so good. Okay, man. What are you? Okay, what are your thoughts with like the U.S. version of the Love Island? Did you you watch have, it? Did have, you? They shouldn't have done it. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. I think the accents definitely help with the entertainment. So the 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 British Love Island is just incredible. Try the uh, the Australian incredible. one. The Australian one is on Hulu. That one's actually not good? that bad because of the accents, okay. like you said. So it's okay. It's yeah. not as Did good you, as the UK how many, one. Um, how many seasons have you watched? Did you watch the one with Jack Fowler? Of course. I've watched all of oh them, including the winter oh. version. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, Jack Fowler might just be my He husband. is so I'm not, I'm really wow. Sure. He is beautiful. He's, you know they were calling him Oluwa Jack, so that's how you know. <laughs> that's how you know he's I know. He's meant to be. <laughs> um okay, so moving on to the next question, that's who do you look funny. up to in the girl boss community? I think there are there's so many people that I look up to for like different reasons. Like my mother is the most incredible woman ever. So, and she's uh, just a boss for so many different reasons. She's like self-taught in her career. She's literally a super mom. Like she does so many things. I don't know how she does it. So she's like my number one inspiration person I look up to. I think in the like influencing, like social media area, I know and follow a lot of amazing women, but one of my good friends, Nana, she is the founder of Every Stylish Girl. Wait, we're actually... <laughs> are you, you going to interview her? I think we, we're we trying to schedule it next week because she has her... Um, Please? Her slip Her Every slay. Stylish Girl this weekend. Yeah. yeah she's so incredible. We were for next week. I'm so excited yeah. for that episode. I think you, it's going to be you good. You should be. She's amazing. And she like... She just has her, like, she's just such an amazing person. I, I can't even find the words because she's that incredible. Um, and she's so inspirational, especially in this industry. Um, mm-hmm. Who else is Chrissy Rutherford? She um, is also incredible. She used to work for Harper's Bazaar and has also just has done some amazing things in the fashion industry. There are just, I don't know, there's so many people. Um, and I think it's important to have people that inspire you in different areas and different corners. I have like professional corporate America inspirations, people at work and mentors. And then this is actually, um, but this is actually like our last question. Um, So to kind of wrap it up, to end it off, what advice would you give your 18 or 20 year old self not with the things that you know now? I would just tell myself not to, not to try too hard, not to overthink it because at the end of the day, we've all been given the the tools that we need to like succeed. So we have the creative juices, whatever it is, we have it already, and we just need to like nurture those things. And I would just tell myself not to get caught up in and making sure my Instagram grows and making sure that like I'm creating content all the time because at the end of the day, you it has to be authentic and you have to stay yourself and it's okay to take breaks. It's okay to step away because when you step away, you get to like recenter. Family is really important and just not forgetting that because that's where we get a lot of our inspiration from, whether we realize it or not, like even like going back to Nigeria, like we get so much of that from our from our roots yes and so just going back to that and when taking time to recenter and journal and express yourself in whatever way you need to that would be the advice that i give myself yeah that was beautiful thank you so yeah um well thank you so much for joining us on the uni podcast we are so grateful that you took the time to talk to us and the listeners thank you for having me i'm again i'm honored and you guys are amazing Thank you to everyone that, that listened. Yeah. Um, and to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed and got something from our conversation with Demi. Again, we want this to be an ongoing conversation with you. So please feel free to leave your comments, ideas, and feedback on the latest Instagram post at the UNI podcast. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you during next week's episode. Bye. 
I hope you enjoyed this week's episode and we would love to hear your thoughts. What did you think? What was your favorite part of the episode? Leave your comments on our latest Insta post at the UNI podcast. We want to include you on this journey. Once again, thank you for listening and we'll see you during next week's episode. Have a wonderful week. Bye.